Welcome, beloved family, to poems, songs, stories, and scripture readings with Alicia here at Heart to Heart. Today, I will be reading something to you. I'd like to read notes of mine that I wrote under the late great Dr. Miles Monroe. And the subject is the purpose of our Savior coming. When I wrote it, it was entitled The Purpose of Jesus Coming. But of course, you all know it has been restored in my heart and in my mouth now as the purpose of Yahusha coming. Just in case there's someone new listening, here we choose to use the original Ibri or Hebrew names for the Father and the Savior, Yahuwah, Aulua, instead of the Lord God, Yahusha Mashayak, instead of Jesus Christ. And you will also hear Rukakadash or the set-apart spirit instead of the Holy Spirit. Although I will be acknowledging those names because I know most of you, that's what you're familiar with, and that's where I came from. So we just want to honor our Savior and learn, in case you didn't know, the true purpose for his coming. I'd like to start off by reading a scripture here. Yasayahu, Isaiah 9, 6, chapter 9, verse 6, where it says, Unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. Now I'm going to stop there. Unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. And beloved, do you know what they mean by the government? A government is, right, a kingdom. And before I get into the reading, you know, in the days of Yahusha and in the old days of the Yasharal, the Israel, there was a such thing as a yoke that was worn by people. You know, they had a yoke for animals, but they also had a yoke worn by man on their shoulders. And they would carry things that didn't belong to them. For instance, if they were carrying water for their master, they would have a yoke on their shoulders and uh, a container on each side carrying water. So when it says he will have a government on his shoulders, it is saying our Savior brought the kingdom to us for us. He wasn't bringing it for himself. He was bringing it for us, 
for us. Why would he bring it for himself? He ruled the king. He was in the kingdom in heaven. Okay? All right. Let's begin. The purpose of Yahusha, whom you call Jesus, was to bring the kingdom of Yah back to earth to dwell in the hearts of man. Or you would say to bring the kingdom of God back to earth to dwell in the hearts of man. The message of Yahusha, called Jesus, was a kingdom from heaven on earth. He came to restore man's dominion given by Yah to Adam, recorded in Genesis 1.26. Yahusha, Jesus, did not come just to die for us. That was not his purpose, but it was extremely necessary. It enabled us to receive the two precious gifts he brought back to us, the kingdom of Yah, or of God, and the set-apart spirit, the Holy Spirit. Our Savior, Yahusha, who is called Jesus today, had to live a sinless, righteous, what some would call holy life on earth in a dirt body. Yes, our Heavenly Father Yah used dirt to form man to be legal on the earth. And Yahusha called Jesus had to qualify us by paying for our sin debt because man was not acceptable to be a carrier of the kingdom of Yah and the set-apart Holy Spirit. That is how we became the temple of Yah or the temple of God. And beloved, I note the reason man was not qualified because of sin, because of our ancestors, Adam Kua called Eve, Adam and Eve because of their sin in the Garden of Eden. They lost the kingdom and the set-apart Holy Spirit had to go back to heaven. It could no longer dwell in the sinful body. And your Savior, my Savior, came made of dirt just like we are. Hallelujah. Yahusha, our Savior, called Jesus, made us the temple of Yah. Or to you, the temple of God. Yahukanan, John 14, 16, and 17 reads, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knows him, but ye know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. 
our beloved Savior did not bring a religion. I repeat, our beloved Savior, Yahusha, who is known to the world as Jesus, did not bring a religion. Religion is a man-made thing. Religion is man-made. It comes from a root word which means to search. Religion was man's way of searching for Yah. Or you would have for God. Yahuwah, or the Lord, never wanted religion, but relationship. A family of sons. Before man fell, there was no need for religion. Yahuwah, our Heavenly Father, called the Lord, wanted the relationship he had with Adam and the woman called Eve, not a religion. And though he is a king with the kingdom, he did not want subjects or servants, but citizens. He didn't want Christians, but sons. And when the scripture says sons, it's not just referring to male, it means children. He wanted a kingdom of citizens and sons, not, not servants. We are to serve him because we love him, but not be a servant. For the servant does not know the family business, but a son does. He also wanted representatives, ambassadors, that represent his invisible kingdom in heaven here on the visible earth. The gospel of the kingdom is the only gospel, or should be written this way. The almost too good to be true news of the kingdom is the only good news. The definition of gospel translation is the almost too good to be true. You can't say too good to be true because it is true. But it's so good, it's almost too good to be true. The gospel is not being born again. He only mentioned that once in the scripture. When an old man came and woke him up about three or four o'clock in the morning. This may alarm some, but that is not the good news. The gospel is not being born again. And it is not the cross. Though the tree that is called the cross is very important. It's very important, for without the tree or the cross, we could not be saved.
but it is still not the almost too good to be true news. It is still not the gospel. Our Savior, Yahusha, known as Jesus, only preached one message, and that was the gospel of the kingdom. Because, again, that was his purpose. He taught other things, but he only preached the gospel of the kingdom. You can go through the scripture. You hear, the kingdom is like this. The kingdom is like a, a, a sower, a farmer plants seeds. The kingdom is like ten virgins. The kingdom is like when a man finds a precious jewel. and It was the kingdom. And the first thing he came preaching after being tested in the desert, fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he came out saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. Hallelujah. Now, you notice I, when I said the blood was not the gospel and, well, the the cross, when you say the blood, is not the gospel either, and being born again. But they are keys. Let me explain. They are the keys of the kingdom. And notice I did not say the keys to the kingdom. I said the keys of the kingdom. You see, keys represent authority, access, power, ownership, and freedom. Being born again is being born of spirit, born of water and spirit. You're immersed, what they call baptized today, in water. And then you must be filled with the Rook of Yahuwah, the spirit, with the Holy Spirit, the set-apart spirit. That's the first key, and or shall I say one of the keys. And another, the second is becoming a citizen. You must be more than a religious Christian, beloved. You must be a citizen. Knowing the Constitution, which is the scripture, which you will call your Bible, and your rights and privileges. A citizen has rights, but they have to know the Constitution to know their rights. Another key is becoming a representative. What is a representative? An ambassador. We represent the king of the kingdom of heaven. And another thing, an ambassador cannot be an ambassador in their own country. They must be in another country. The kingdom of heaven is our country. And we are ambassadors from the, for the kingdom of heaven and the king of the kingdom of heaven. Praise be unto you, Yah. To the Rabbi Yahuwah. Another key, we must 
be in right standing, stay in right standing with Yahuwah or with your Heavenly Father. You may call him the Lord. And what that is, living righteously. We must live righteously. Living righteously is one of the keys of the kingdom. Another key is prayer. Prayer. And why? It's because prayer gives our Heavenly Father license and access to intervene, intercept, or interfere in our lives here on earth. Remember, prayer is giving earthly access and license for heavenly intervention. Without prayer, man cannot. And without prayer, our Heavenly Father, Yahuwah, Yah, will not. Not because he's angry, not because he's being stubborn, it's because we're not giving him access. When we don't pray, we do not give him access. And remember, beloved, he gave us dominion on this earth. So, we must give him access through us on the earth for it to be legal. Remember, that's why he sent his son, his living word, in the dirt body so that he could be legal because dominion was given to a dirt body, a human. And the last key that I have written here is fasting. Fasting, yes, fasting is very important because it's humbling yourself before your Heavenly Father. Before the Yahuwah Aluah, the Lord your God, the Almighty One. You know, beloved, many times in Scripture when it says humble yourself, they're talking about fasting because it really does humble you. The flesh will act a fool when you don't give it any food. And I'm not talking about missing one meal. I'm talking about like scripture has it, no food. Not you don't eat all day and eat one food I mean, one meal at night, or you eat one meal in a day and you don't eat afternoon. That's not fasting. I'm sorry, beloved. That is skipping a meal. That is not scriptural fasting, or you may say not biblical fasting. Because when you deny the flesh, it's denying the flesh. I'm telling you, because I have fasted many times, and I, I do, and sometimes I have cried. My flesh had me crying. It wanted food so bad. And I wouldn't get it because we are addicted to food. You know, we are addicted to food and to water. We have to have it. Like a drug addict has to have their drug. And sometimes we must deny the flesh. Even doctors say it's good for the body. Humble yourselves before him. It's showing him that you're making him more important than food. And you know, the word is also referred to as food. And he is. He said he is the bread of life. And what is he, beloved? He 
talking about Yahusha, the beloved, salvation, the one who's called Jesus. He is the bread of life. He says, I am your food, I am your drink. And his word, the Father's word is considered food. Yes. You see, beloved, you cannot just pray. You must also fast. Prayer gives Yahuwah, or you may say the Lord, access and the right to interfere in our lives here on earth. And fasting puts so much more power. Catherine Coleman described it like this. Fasting is like taking it to hooking up to a huge tank of power. Of power. It does empower you. So, beloved, during this time, while you're listening to all the Christmas music and spending money and buying gifts and all that, I want you to think about this. The purpose for our Savior coming was to bring us Bring back to us the kingdom of Yah, the kingdom of our Heavenly Father, and to restore the set-apart Holy Spirit within us, the one who empowers us. Without it, we couldn't do what he told us to do, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to, to cleanse the lepers, to cast out devils, to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We couldn't do what he, what he did. He says, if you believe on me, beloved, the things that I do, so shall ye do. He said, and even greater things shall you do because I go unto my father. That's why he said it was more important for him to go back. He felt the, the, the set-apart spirit, the Holy Spirit, was more important than him being here. Yeah, because see, the, the Rukh the set-apart Holy Spirit was within him. It was in him. So when he said, he's among you now, but when he went back to heaven, back to his place of perfection and glory, he could send the Spirit back. Like, you know, when you put your music or your stuff on the cloud, or you can, wherever you are, you, can, you have access to it. Yeah. So now we have access to the Spirit, everyone. It's in us. Before, before the Savior came, it will come, the set-apart Spirit, Holy Spirit, will come on someone for them to do this miracle or this miraculous feat, but then it will go back. It would have to go back. Couldn't stay on them. John the Baptist was the only one born filled with the Spirit. Not even Yahusha was. Not even your Savior was. Our Father is so fair. But when he, after he was immersed in that water called baptized, when he came up, the Spirit came, 
came upon him like a dove landing. It wasn't a dove and it wasn't a breath air. It was the power of the Almighty. And then after he completed his 40-day testing, his fasting with no food, they say he came out with the full measure of power. Hallelujah. The full measure of the Spirit, full, because he had to be tested and tried. He had to deserve it so that he could be presentable and acceptable to the Father to pay for our sins. Scripture says that our Heavenly Father made us acceptable unto himself through his beloved Son. Okay, beloved family, thank you for joining me here at Heart to Heart with poems, psalms, stories, and scripture readings with Alicia. I pray all is well with you. I pray that all of your needs be met. Until we meet again, beloved. Yah willing, of course. Shalom.